ready, see, ready. this is what happens every week. Do you like accents? By heading justice, then you come to the right place. What are you talking about this week, Susanna? I'm talking about my first psychopath. Mm. This is the, the first official psychopath. All right. And okay. I'll be talking about the man who killed Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, like the actor Kevin Bacon. Oh. Was in Tremors, all those things. He's not dead, by the way. This person's just named Kevin Bacon. You should Bacon, probably say that. Bacon, like like the one coming from the pork. Sorry, begins. I would prefer Vegetarians. not to think about it in that way because of the nature of the case. Oh shit indeed. So today we are actually wearing orange. Orange. We're both yes. dressed in orange. Two different shades of orange you will see from Instagram and that's not my fault. That's um, procurement's fault, i.e. Susanna's fault. Why are you looking at me like that? Because. Do you know how hard it is to get the orange shirt? I know. Orange. So right now in Trinidad, in, why am I saying in Trinidad? Oh, oh my, my goodness. <laughs> in Canada, mm. um, we're having a day kind of to memorialize and recognize all of the indigenous people yeah and how mistreated they, they yes and they how, were and are and are yes yeah and um you know the stigmas they face yes in society and all of the previous stigmas and if you've been keeping up with canadian news you would have maybe have heard of the residential homes and mm-hmm. how they keep unearthing bodies at the residential homes um the schools yeah it was like yeah. the schools and what they would do is they would go and they would take these children away from their families yeah claiming they're gonna get them an education kidnapping like legal kidnapping if if you're going against your will yeah that's fucking kidnapping how is it that you come to somebody else's land you're so entitled that you think okay i'm taking your land and by the way i need to shape you in a way that i am uncomfortable yeah and then i'm gonna kidnap your kid but you know what's funny about this Susanna, is that anytime you bring up indigenous people to the people who are here, the predominantly Caucasian mm-hmm. people who are here, who have a problem with special treatment, they call it, yeah. the indigenous people get. You know, basically treated the same way they treat black people and slavery, which is like, oh, they should get over it, right? This is the reality of the situation. If you or I as immigrants came to Canada and tried to take over Canada and take all of their culture, mm-hmm. all the things that are Canadian mm-hmm. or all the things that are American and take all of their culture and strip yeah. them of it and expect them to act like or Venezuelans, it would be insane. But right? I feel that they're more, they will allow immigrants coming mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. and me. Mm-hmm. The, we will get a better treatment than the people that they actually own the land. They're more permissive to the immigrants because regardless, you're bringing money into the country. Yeah, but I mean, think about this, Susanna. They're never going to really bend or concede to what they really owe these people. What they really owe these people is that debt they cannot pay. They can't begin to pay. People are dead. Property is gone. I don't even think they could begin to figure out doling out the land and stuff they need to return. I, they I can't. Am, but I understand that. But Not that they shouldn't, people, exactly. but they can't figure it out. But the debt is too high. I agree with you, but now knowing that's the case, wouldn't you want to make a difference for the rest? You would think so. 
But the point is, is that we're wearing orange in support of the indigenous people. Yes. And that's a small thing that we can do. It doesn't really do much of anything. But I think support is still important. As yeah. Susanna it, talks about, community is important. Co- yes. You know? Honestly, I didn't know about these cases mm-hmm. until Emma started school. Yeah. And then I received the message, oh, you need to wear orange shirt. And mm-hmm. then I started reading. Mm-hmm. I didn't know much about it and I was shocked. But... Talking about it, bringing light to it, it's support. Yes. Also, Toronto is hosting a fair mm-hmm. this weekend downtown. We're going to post the uh, link on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And all the donation <clears throat> and the money that is collected, it's going to go towards these schools and yeah. And, and, and we're, we're going to make a point of trying to attend. We're going to try our best, you know, schedules yes. permitting. There might be some logistics for us getting down but there, there, but we're going to try our best. You can also donate online. Yeah. We and that will be linked. Yes. Too. So, as we we talked about how we were going to include missing persons on mm-hmm. our episodes yeah. and um, uh, this week our first missing person will be featured somewhere on Instagram or whatever day it is we finally decide it's going to go out but we're making sure to start with a missing indigenous person yeah. from Canada mm-hmm. and you would think you'd want to do like a recentish case or something like that but I think it's also really important to bring back the old cases like somebody who's been missing since 2005 2006 why do we just accept that they're probably dead. I don't think that that's right. I doubt that their families feel like that. I doubt their families are just home like, eh, they're probably dead. That's Mm -hmm. not okay. That's that's incredibly harsh and some difficult for families to deal with. I was sharing yesterday. It's how easy it is nowadays Mm -hmm. to disconnect yourself from what is happening. Mm -hmm. I know being fully connected with everything awful that is happening in the world, kidnaps the kids, the indigenous and all this, it's not easy. But going into the uneasy feelings it's what makes it worth it Mm. you know one of the things when i first moved here one of the things that i heard people complaining about and when i moved i had this impression that Canadians were super nice. Just yeah. always nice. That was just the impression that I had. And then they had one of those amber alerts. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you know this. I mean, it makes sense to me, but people don't really be teething children in the day. Most yeah. of the time, it's like one o'clock in the morning, in the night. So the first amber alert, they have a provincial-wide alert system, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. what would happen is if a child goes missing, instead of you just hearing about it in the area you're in, everybody in the province is going to hear about it. Which is awesome. Which makes sense to me yes. because if I had a child and they went missing, I want mm-hmm. people out in Peel and wherever else looking mm-hmm. out for them, mm-hmm. you know? So it woke me up. It was like two o'clock in the morning. Then on the way to work later in the day, you know, later in the morning on the bus and people are just, ah, oh, that was so annoying last night. Yeah. I was trying to sleep. This is so horrible. Why but you don't see do anybody that? complaining about the fucking, um, the World Cup and, and whatever, right? the, the Olympics that they stay awake until three, two o'clock in the morning to start watching the fucking yeah. stuff. So no, no, Oh, Have no. you not Shush. heard the people complaining about the about the Amber Alerts? Yes. I mean, yeah, nobody wants to be woken up, but I mean, somebody child missing. Like an Amber Alert is by definition about a child, a child who went missing. Yeah. The name is, it's named after a girl named Amber who mm-hmm. went missing and was not found because an alert wasn't put out in time. Like, come on, get your shit together. Like, get what? your shit together. Did I, tell, so did, I ever, did I ever tell you the story that when we were by the lake? Who lake? Sandbanks. Which lake? 
Jamaica sandbanks. I don't know. All right. Okay, go ahead. What happened to sandbanks? And Ryan was by the parking lot, mm-hmm. and then he found a girl. <gasps> he found a girl? You didn't know about this? No. Chanel. What do you mean okay, he found Okay, sit a down. Girl? I am sitting. <laughs> Stay there. Brace yourself. (laughs) Ryan went to put something in the car and he sees a girl and he said, I didn't see an adult around her. Mm -hmm. And she seemed like looking and looking and looking. How old was she? I want to say seven or eight. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, or less. But old enough to say who she is. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. And then Ryan is like, this is weird. To put you into perspective, we were in parking lot number. 12 okay hold on that means there are 11 more parking lots Hmm. and we were by the end of this beach area so ryan comes and then he goes i need you to help me with this because she's lost Hmm. As soon as he said she's lost, I held her hand. Mm-hmm. He knew why I did it. Yeah, because people like, might think I'm he a man. Stole her. I'm a uh-huh. man. Yeah. And I said, don't worry, just watch our kids. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I introduced myself. I said, oh, my name is Susanna. Uh-huh. Um, what's your name? I don't remember her name. And then I held her hand. Didn't let go for the life of me. Uh-huh. And then I started talking. Oh, who did you came with? Do you remember where were they? That day the beach was so crowded. She only remembered. Mm-hmm. the color of the tent which mm-hmm. happened to be red and I said okay red is easy because not all the tents are red I told Ryan because the park people they're walking around the beach all the mm-hmm. time and I said if you see them tell them there is a missing girl so we go to the right and then she said no 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 this is not the way so I said let's go to the other side we come back we pass where Ryan and I meet and then we keep on going less than three meters these park rangers come to me and they said oh you are so and so and she said yes and they're like okay let's go and i said no nah. mm-hmm. who are you yeah exactly no nah. exactly they could uh, be anybody pretending yes. to be chanel this is me like i don't care like my kids are being watched yeah i'm taking this girl all the way to, to her, her, her mom mm-hmm. i do not care i cannot imagine what was happening to the mom's she was probably Heck. freaking out. I went and I was like, do you mind if I come? But all this is happening and I'm holding her hand yeah. like it's my own kid. We keep on walking. Those guys were like, why aren't you letting her go? Mm-hmm. They're looking at me weird now. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I'm sorry, but I'm not comfortable yeah, like, leaving no her. No disrespect, but yeah. you just kind of popped up and said you were exactly. a ranger. And, we and they were really dressed and they had an identification. I don't, care. I don't care. I don't care either. So, you know, those cards came and they're like, okay, let's go. And I said, I'm coming. We're in parking lot. 11. She was all the way to three. Oh shit. So she walked by herself from three. God knows what could have happened to this kid. Yeah. I knew when I saw the mom. She started the running. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I saw her, I held her hand and I said, you didn't do anything wrong. Because everybody turns to the mother. Oh, where were you? So what did she say? Thank you. Mm. And they just collapsed mm-hmm. on the, like, well, on the yeah. sand. Everybody started clapping. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God, was, this is such a wild yes. story. <laughs> and I, I said, do you know how many people she walked through? Who could have helped the, her? That could have helped her. Who didn't help her. She didn't have to get as far as she got. Her. Do you know what could have happened to her? You know, it, you know that's her? a thing. It's like a group mentality mm-hmm. thing where they're like uh, there's studies that show if there's a crowd somebody is less likely to get help than if there's one person 
Because when there's a crowd, everybody assumes the other person is going to do so, yes. something, right? Yeah. But if it's just you, it's like, mm-hmm. shit, it's just me. I mm-hmm. have to do something. Mm-hmm. So it's like the sense of responsibility is shared when there's a crowd because you just like, somebody will, oh gosh, look, everybody must be seeing this child. Somebody will do something about yeah. it. And not me. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm just glad nothing happened to her. That's exactly. crazy. Exactly. Yeah. But that's traumatizing enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I used to hide behind no, stuff. No. I no. I pick up my mother. Fuck you. No. <laughs> I used no. to do it on purpose. Yeah. And I know. But now as no. an adult, I don't no, think it's no, funny. No, 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 But when I was young, she would insist on taking me to the cloth stores. And I hated going to shop for cloth. I thought shopping for cloth was right up there with counting leaf. Like if counting grass. Like if I was outside, somebody told me count the grass, just as boring. Mm-hmm. And so she'd be like, come, we're going to go buy cloth. Like, oh God, mm-hmm. I don't want to go buy cloth. And so anytime she would turn her back, I would use that as opportunity to play hide and seek. What a prick. No. I know. No, I know. No, mm-hmm. as an adult, though, I'm like, that was such a dick thing to yes. do because she probably was freaking out every single mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. She turned around and I wasn't there. Okay. But, but my point is mm-hmm. with all these stories, taking an interest on somebody else's situation, it's not always being yeah, nosy. But, but even if you could even be more broad, like as we are right now, taking an interest in mm-hmm. learning more about indigenous people yes. and stuff like that, like ignorance ain't bliss. Okay, ignorance is just ignorance. And if you are responsible for the information you allow yourself to absorb, whether it's yeah. positive or negative. Yes. And so, you know, if you are uninformed, get informed. That All we're trying like to do that. with our orange t-shirts and with our little tiny rant. platform and rant mm-hmm. is to just say to people, if you're uninformed about something or if you look. have the opportunity mm-hmm. to assist somebody, just look into how you yeah. can do that. Sometimes being fast, fast is Trini for being nosy. Sometimes being fast does pay off. It does. All right. Come on, Susanna. Oh, you have shit, places to go. Heavy. It was. It wasn't even a little light. Nah. Okay, Susanna, you ready? I'm ready to listen to your case. We are ready. <laughs> We're not ready. We're never ready. Do you know, I always ask you about the difference between a psychopath and a sociopath and now a narcissist. I took a psych class. She was making a case of these psychopaths being made because of her, their brain. Psychopaths ha- have a brain thing. <laughs> My point is that I found this case and it was a father talking about his son. It, there is actually a YouTube clip. It's going to be linked on the sources and it's I raise a psychopath. Mm-hmm. So the story goes here. The father's name is Robert Faust. Faust? Faust. 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 Mm-hmm. He's the older of his family. Highly religious family. I don't want to be like, oh, because you're from this religion and from other religion, you're an ass. By the age of 20, Robert got married. And on July 28, 1972, his only son, Aaron Faust. Aaron? Aaron? Aaron. 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 I don't know. Some people will say Aaron. Aaron. Aaron was born. By 1977, Robert and his wife divorced. The wife said that she was cheating. She confessed that she was cheating on him. Mm -hmm. So she gone. So here is Robert and Aaron Mm -hmm. by themselves, living together. There is a source that says that Robert married the same year Mm -hmm. because he felt that he needed a a female support to raise his son, right? 
How old was he? The son at the time? Why are you making me this question? Five. Five. Oh, five okay. years old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. But Aaron always had a particular personality. Mm-hmm. And he always got in trouble. One time, I don't have the date for this, but one time a babysitter caught Aaron strangling her cat. What? Yes. Strangling. Yeah. Killing. Like, hands around the neck. Hands, hands around the neck. A cat. A cat. Okay. Yes. She caught him strangling the cat. There's no further information on the cat. I don't know if the cat made it or not. But the thing is, the kid was trying to strangle the cat. By strangling the end. Yeah. All right. But she found him strangling. Yeah. Like but in the act. I don't know if he succeeded. In strangling the cat. On, mm. on killing mm. Right. Okay. All right. Right. So by the age of six, Arun will wander off in the mornings and hide in weird places. And you know what? Like your eyes are fixated on one spot. Like if he was flying high. But we know at the age of six that this guy is not flying high. Right. He's not high. He just that's just how just he like is. Just like how he is. Mm-hmm. Another incident that he had when he started school, he always had problems with other children. And one time, classmate was being a bully to another kid and he start fighting with the person he punched the other classmate so hard that he broke one of the hands bones which one i don't know exactly and but he was how old at this point i'm guessing less than eight shit yeah he's a lot of anger yes strangling a cat yes I happen to do some reading in my one magazine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everybody how Ryan got you a crime magazine. <laughs> yeah, we told, we told. I oh, was very did. proud of mm. my one magazine. Mm-hmm. So it says one of the first signs for a, a psychopath. Abuse of animals. Abuse of animals. Mm-hmm. So Robert was always suspicious of his kid's behavior. Mm-hmm. During this interview, he said, I'm gonna quote this, but I don't like how he phrased it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because he said, I knew he wasn't normal or i always wonder if he was normal normal is not a word exactly that i like to use especially if your kid is showing signs of violence anger and why not i also want to say that before the age of 14th robert took aaron his son to three therapists they came out with like okay he's angry like Mm -hmm. oh and he just going through some rough time because of a divorce or whatever Mm -hmm. so there was not a specific diagnosis by the age of 14 aaron got arrested because he tried to steal a car during the interview robert said i hope that they would keep him court didn't keep him Mm -hmm. in jail they gave him probation right because he's young i think the i think the courts always have a hard time when it comes to sentencing young people by the age of 18th aaron moves with his mom now for what i understand the mom was not as strict Mm -hmm. as the father and he went on to make the wrong type of friends of course and of course he got arrested during a police chase of course i don't know what he was doing honestly but he got arrested after a police chase Mm -hmm. now on that jail in Iowa he got assessed by a psychologist and he was diagnosed anti-social sociopath call this shit what it is my feeling when I read this it's like they tried to soften oh this anti-social he don't like people and he want to kill them okay hold on to that I'll figure it out <laughs> I didn't know. so he was prescribed medication but he refused to take them Susanna, do you know that we've once again done cases that are eerily similar? I too have a case about a man who refused to take his medication. Ah. What is wrong with us? I don't know, Shana. <laughs> what is wrong with us? Oh my goodness. All right. 
Carry. At the age of 20, he started living alone and he had a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. But one day, the girlfriend's liming with the friend. I like how you use liming now regularly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he snapped and then he started hitting the girlfriend's friend. And then the girlfriend's friend started fighting back. Oh shit. And then the girlfriend's friend's boyfriend. Uh, oh, wait, wait. So the girlfriend's got into the friend fun. wasn't a guy. No. Oh shit. It was a, yeah, girl. it was a girl. And he snapped. And just start beating just, up the friends. Yeah, they, they, he started an argument that mm. ended up in a fight. Now yeah. it's a nasty fight between his girlfriend, the girlfriend's friend, and the girlfriend's friend's boyfriend. I feel like everybody in life could just benefit from just repeating in their brain, don't start no shit, won't be no shit. You know, just anytime you feel some type Repeat of way, that. tell don't yourself, start don't no start sh no shit, won't be no shit. It won't be no exactly. shit. Exactly. If you don't start no shit, it won't be no shit. It won't be no shit. Nothing gonna happen. Don't start nothing, nothing, nothing will happen. Mm. But he My was goodness. there, like he was out looking for this. Oh, I you see, he was looking for shit. <laughs> uh huh. I also want to say that these friends, the drug friends, mm. the the bad friends, mm -hmm. there is no relation between Aaron and drugs. He got drug tests. He was never abusing of sustance. I'm not saying that he didn't do it, but yeah, he but did participate, but he wasn't maybe a chronic. But you know user what he used drugs. they used them for? Money. For the people, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. The people that didn't want to pay mm -hmm. the drug money, you go and pay him a visit. Mm, because they knew he was unstable possibly. Because they knew he wanted the fight. He yes, wanted the he has full of rage. Yes. Mm. They wanted the he wanted the fight. And it's he was like, like having a bow. Uh-huh. And they egg it on. Yes. And right after that incident, Iron got arrested because he was hitting the whole village. Mm -hmm. I don't know how come he gets so lucky that he got he got arrested April 1997 and he got out May 1997. He got out in less than a month. Right. I'm going to read this part. Do you remember when I said that his friends, his drug dealer friends, mm -hmm. use him as a hitman? You know, like, let's just say that he's doing the collections. Okay. On that industry. Mm -hmm. So there is a source that says on May 18th, Arun and his friend Jamal were given the instructions to do a collection on drug money from this guy called David Ward. Okay. W-A-R-D. Ward. Ward. Pronounced like word. Word, 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 word. No, no, not work. Ah, ah, shit. <laughs> like word. One source says that he's collecting money. The other source says that this David Ward was trying to help Aaron, you know, make him become a better like person, you know, and why not? I don't trust either. Yeah, because why would the drug people send him by his house if he was such an upstanding But I'm citizen? telling you, one source says that David Ward guy owed the drug people $500. Does it? But this is 1997. I Listen, guess. I want my, I want my fucking yeah, money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what, what do you mean that? In 2021, I still want my $500. Lot of, it is still money, no. but of course you have to admit. Come on, five hundred can't buy nothing these days. I still want it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know how many Starbucks coffees would I have there? Okay. Regardless of how Arun and Jamal got to Davis Ward house mm -hmm. and why, they end up robbing him. Right. Even though he was a good guy who was trying to help, allegedly help. Yes. Mm. While Jamal was taking stuff and putting them in the car, mm -hmm. David's car. Imagine he's like, okay, I'm gonna pack the car carry on and then he came back and he sees Arun hands on David's neck like the cat like the cat 
He strangled the man and killed him. They like stole, stole. They take the man car. They stole. They take everything inside. Yeah, they they wrecked the house, Mm -hmm. took the car, took their credit cards. Mm -hmm. The way they got caught was they used the credit card and it got tracked. And on July 24th, 1997, Iron was indicted for capital offense of intentional murder of David Ward. What about Jamal? There's nothing on Jamal. By the moment of the article, which is going to be linked, Jamal was waiting for trial. Okay. Yeah, right. But there was was nothing. And I did search. Mm -hmm. On April 6, 1998, Iron said he was not guilty. On April 14, 1998, the jury found... Arun guilty of capital murder. But by June 10th, 1998, Arun sent a letter to the jury and said, listen, you know what? No, thank you. To the I jury? Didn't... Yeah. Not to the judge? To the judge. Okay. He said, I don't wish to appeal. Oh, he doesn't? Nope. So why are you writing a letter? And then the court decides he will be sentenced to death. Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. He started off strangling cats, amongst other things. Amongst but did that, that try? Did that things. try? How did he try? Fuck, he took her to the, the psych- psychiatrist. The psychiatrist. Yeah. So the father, no, no, no. But the father took him to the psychiatrist. The father took him all the places and they said mm-hmm. that nothing was wrong with him. Yeah. You know, we're just boys being boys, I guess, strangling yes. them cats. Yeah. And then he got caught up with these wrong crowd people. Mm-hmm. He wasn't on any medication ever, mm-hmm. was he? But he refused to take it. He refused to take it. Mm. So he wasn't taking his medication. And yeah. then he had a bunch of rage enablers, which is the people who he worked for. Yes. The ones with the drugs. Yeah. Because even if he wasn't taking the drugs, his high was violence. Yeah. And in the commission of a robbery against a guy who supposedly was trying to help him turn his life around, but you don't know I have any proof or anything of no. how this guy died because very similar to how he strangled the cat. He yeah. strangled this man. Now he got arrested. But he's being arrested from the age of 14 in and out of jail changing his location you know like remember he was living with the father and then he started living with the mother and and the girlfriend, and the girlfriend. but and he's still violent very violent mm-hmm. until he did what these people neglect to restrain him for from the beginning that's the frustration from the father the father is saying shit i did try right so what is the court saying now that they want to... They sentenced him to death? Yes. So they're not taking into consideration the fact that the system kind of failed him? No. So where is he now on death row? No, he's killed. He's they, done. He was one of the fastest... Execution? Execution. On April 28th, 1999, Iron was pronounced death at 6.22 p.m. Six minutes after the first injection. Dang. Yeah, the system did make excuses for this guy, but he also had a mental issue that his parent was trying to bring light to and he was repeatedly ignored. He was ignored when he was a child and then as an adult, it was just viewed as violent. Yes. When I was putting together the case, I watched a whole interview with this psychologist and she was saying the difference between psychopath and a sociopath. And then she said that a psychopath is born, it's Mm -hmm. not made. Mm -hmm. And they feel no shame there is no guilt they just don't have empathy but she said the difference between the psychopath and the sociopath is that a sociopath is made Mm. and a sociopath can be trained to have empathy towards a situation others and why not she also says that people that are big on sales Mm -hmm. ceos and why not they have sociopathic really yeah why because they have a goal they 
they don't care how they're gonna get to the goal. Like I want to make money. So I don't not, care if I'm oriented. if I'm bur- mm-hmm. uh-huh, if I'm burning you down. Like they're just don't mm-hmm. they just block. So you're telling me that ambition is a trait of you see. Exactly. Where do you draw the line? Exactly. I feel like if everybody is a little bit of a sociopath, hello. If you're gonna be ambitious at all, uh huh. I think that I don't know if I agree with that statement that people who are like the term is what go getters are more likely sociopaths. I think uh, everybody has the potential to mistreat another person. Like everybody. Of course. And everybody probably has mistreated another person in some way, shape, or form. A lot of people like to pride themselves on, oh, I'm always nice to everybody. And there is 110% somebody you mistreated once. Yeah. Even if you don't know about it. Because the, it's all about how the other person felt mm-hmm. in the situation, you know? The real question is, what makes people take it to the step of homicide? What takes people to that step where they feel a disconnection completely from another person, from their own body, from their own mind, you know? Yeah. Where is that fissure created? Mm-hmm. And is there a point at which they could have turned back? That's the, those are the questions in my head. Because if you're trying to tell me, oh, you know, he was ignored, he was ignored, this didn't have to happen. Yeah, like he was neglected by his parents, yeah, but, but, they, they but, keep on making excuses, that's not the case. Right, they tried to get him help. My question is, is there a point at which he also could have turned back? Was there a point where if he had but gotten I, help, but I feel this I, may not have happened? I feel that if this case was 2021, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have gotten the death row. Like he would have been forced to yeah. get the medication. Yes, to yes. be able to bring this full circle because in my case, there's something like that. On your case, the person turned around and didn't snap. You're going to have to listen to the story. Okay, let's go ahead and listen. So my case starts with two 911 calls. I intended to share the 911 calls with everyone, but the audio isn't great. So I'm just going to give you a summary of what mm-hmm. happened in the 911 calls. So in the first instance, taken from October, I believe it's October 10th, 2019, this man called in to the 911 and he said that he woke up in a basement. He said he met this guy mm-hmm. and when he met him he met him at the bus stop when he met him at the bus stop you know the guy was cute guy yeah. was sweet talking him mm-hmm. and they said they were just chatting they were hitting it off and that they would go to a pub for drinks that's the last thing he remembers <gasps> Then he woke up strapped to a chain in a basement. And how did he call 911? He somehow got a butcher knife and was able to cut the strap. So there was like a leather strap that mm-hmm. was attached to a chain. And the chain was what was chained to like the wall or post or whatever. Okay. So he got this knife. Why was a butcher knife so close? We'll never know. And he cut the strap and he took off running. He, he has the butcher knife in his hand. Because he don't know what's going on. Yep. He just know he woke up. He has the knife in his hand. And he called the dispatcher and he said quote I'm from New York I'm walking down the street with a butcher knife sweetheart I need help so the police show up take him to a gas station I don't know why why would they take him to the gas station and in the end ultimately no charges were filed they went on to say that they believe he returned to the house that he woke up in okay and met with the guy again Uh uh-huh and no charges were filed nothing came of it so they just dropped it the police were like they just chalk it up to people just not wanting the police being in their business you know in their opinion 
happened. It's like nothing criminal was said. They didn't say anything criminal happened. Some people like to get chained up. Some people like it. In the police's opinion, it was probably play that went a little too far. Far that he didn't know where he was? He didn't know. He didn't know if he got drugged. He didn't know what happened. He didn't know. But the police at that point were like, eh, maybe it was just play that just went too far. Okay. You know, people have their personal lives. They want to keep it personal. Mm-hmm. They don't really want to disclose to the police what they're really into. But he so, called 911 But he called 911 he, because he, he was lost. Uh-huh. He didn't call 911 and say, I'm afraid because uh-huh. somebody did okay. XYZ to okay. me. You understand what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. He said he woke up in a basement. All weird. We agree. The story I just told you is weird. If I woke up in a basement shop, I want the police to come and catch whoever it is because now I'm confused. Yeah. That's not what happened though. On November 25th, 2019, the police were called again. This time, a 29-year-old unidentified man fled the same house wearing a kilt. You know, Scottish kilt? Say, the, the, yeah, the kilt. Skirt? Yeah, yeah. Saying he was trying to get away from, quote, some creepy guy who had him tied up in a basement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, they have a theme here, right? <laughs> I can tell you up front no underwear stolen in this story okay that's the one thing I can tell you no underwear gets stolen okay so not knowing where he was the man continued to flee until he came across somebody who could help him get away like help him figure yeah. out where he was yeah. cause again he lost the fuck is this basement <laughs> well, when, you, when you when you look up the house and you see the story it's kinda like the house is in a bit of a remote area so it's believable, believable okay okay. in both cases charges weren't filed and the authority said it was because no one said anything illegal took place okay so mm-hmm. if there's nothing illegal you got there mm-hmm. willingly but you don't happen to know where the fuck you are <laughs> this is where I think now, the willingness stops. you are okay you're okay <laughs> with being on whatever restraint they has been used some people Handcuff. are some people I, are no no we're not here to mm-hmm. judge mm-hmm. I mean part is like the calls are made mm-hmm. and you don't know where the fuck you are you make a phone call and then oh I'm not gonna press charges it's- I think the police think at this point that these are people who just bit off more than they could chew like you know some people get (laughs) (laughs) not no i'm serious this is what i think is this is what i think is happening i think at this point of this story the police feel you wanted to get in on a little kink the kink was a little too Too much and And you back out you know (laughs) and you're like hey hey safe word you know like i out you know, I altered it. So Red, the, banana, exactly. Uh, apple. <laughs> so police think basically at this point that nothing illegal took place because nobody's saying they were there against their will because in neither case were you they see? there against uh-huh. their will. But they don't know where they are. This is the part. But the police don't know what they really signed up for. <laughs> we we don't know. Susanna, tell people out here liking to be choked. We don't know what they be doing, but apparently the police feel like just it was one of those bit of more than they could you kind of situation okay. and, and maybe they don't want to overshare about what they don't they want enjoy. the 50 chase they're good with 25 no, but they, no yeah possibly that <laughs> they want like 25 25 is good but they also don't want to share what that 25 involves with the authorities you know okay. so they are really trying to out what they were there for mm-hmm. they're not talking about it so you know the reality is some people do enjoy getting chained up for fun if they're not willing to tell the police hey I feel There's like something's nothing happened this guy. to me yeah. the police not gonna do anything mm-hmm. I will say say however if two men run out 
out of a house <laughs> complaining about the same thing, I don't do a welfare check. I would have just been like, we find it odd that people keep leaving your home saying they don't know how they got here. No charges are being filed, but what's going on? This is why I can't be police. Anyway, little did anyone realize that these two cases would ultimately lead to the untimely death of Kevin Bacon. So the majority of the rest of this story is taken from a Rolling Stone article written by Joseph Jafari. And it's a really good article, very detailed. It was the only one I found where I could get a lot of backstory about him as a person. I mean, like a lot of detail about him. A, A lot of other articles just give like a brief synopsis of him. And I really think it's important when you do any case to try, if you can, find victim information because they love to focus on the person who commit the murder yeah. or the crime. So Kevin Bacon, yes, like the Kevin Bacon. I think my favorite Kevin Bacon movie was Tremors. Do you know I don't know who, who this Kevin Bacon Bullshit, is? Bullshit, you don't know who Kevin Bacon is. No. Hold on. This guy. Oh! Oh, I like him. So Kevin Bacon, yes, like the Kevin Bacon, was born November 28th, 1994. Mommy's birthday is November 20th. In Lansing, Michigan, to parents Carl and Pamela Bacon. It's not explained why or when the family moved to Swartz Creek. I want to keep wanting to say Schwartz, but there's no C. It's Swartz Creek. And um, it seemed it was like a 45 minute drive away, according to the map. I went and I Googled it. Look at me on a roll with the Googling. Looking at the geography. Keep on making promises. Don't expect that from me. Okay. (laughs) Right. So they moved about 45 minutes away. Don't Mm -hmm. know why or when they did. But that's mostly where he grew up. During his high school, he went to Swartz Creek High School. Mm -hmm. And during high school, he would often try different hairstyles on himself. And he would occasionally do it on his friends too. You know, do their hair. According to reports, his father was not a fan of his career trajectory and had hoped that he would go into more traditional, technical, or trade job. Yeah. But Kevin really seemed to enjoy being a hairstylist and doing more fun, creative things. So despite his dreams of having a creative lifestyle, um, he enrolled in college. I presume this was to make his father proud or, you know, to pursue more traditional quote-unquote education. However, he soon dropped out because according to his friends, it's alleged that he couldn't afford it. So, you know, in the States, school is a big money situation. I'm not saying it's not a big money situation in Canada, but there are resources here to help you so you're not completely in debt when you're done. Mm -hmm. In the States, it's all of this money, education is money. Mm -hmm. And there are all these student loans and you're just under debt for so many years. Mm -hmm. So he dropped out because it's alleged he couldn't afford it. After he dropped out, he enrolled in cosmetology school to get his cosmetology license. Yeah. Since he continued enjoying doing hair. Yep. Remember he was doing here in high school. Now he was doing here in college. He was mm-hmm. like, it just makes sense. It's a skill I already have. Might as well get my license so I can make some money. Of course. Makes sense to me. Like somebody that likes talking and then they start a podcast. Just like that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately though, even though he got his cosmetology license, he was finding out that making money doing here ain't exactly easy. Okay. You know, or I don't know if he did hair and makeup mm-hmm. because cosmetology is like all the things, but I'll say here. Right. Mm-hmm. So he eventually returned to the University of Michigan, Flint. So it have Flint, Michigan. So I guess that's this location, the location. Okay. Of, you know, Flint, Flint, Michigan is the place with Aaron Brockovich. Oh, with wow. the water. Yes. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So he would work here jobs as a side hustle uh-huh. while he went to school. Okay. So maybe he was finding having this creative career maybe isn't as easy 
and he needed a degree just to like help him out so he could have maybe a traditional job not yep. sure I don't know where his, his mindset was mm-hmm. but that's that's what I'm assuming um, he would also often take mobile jobs go in here and there for work and sometimes he would go on a job and then he would say okay he's gonna go do this job here and then he would come back and say it wasn't good you know like it, just like any other mobile job I guess so the article does go on to discuss that Kevin suffered from mental health issues related to body image and also depression. It's discussed the fact that he would use cutting as a means to cope Aww. and that at one point he was even, even warded at psychiatric hospitals. However, to me personally, the only way I find this information relevant, because mm-hmm. we're not trying to victim blame here, is that it may have played a role in his mental state when he met the assailant based upon what the assailant will now go on to say happened. Of course. But stay with me. So keep in mind that Kevin was known to have mental health issues related to body image and severe depression. Right? They even said he went to see, I think one of the friends said he went to see that movie, A Star is Born, you know, with Bradley Mm -hmm. Cooper. And apparently there's a very graphic scene at the end, or very upsetting scene. I never watched that movie. No. I just know the song. Um, Why didn't you watch? I don't know. I think it's because they were just kind of in in your face everywhere. Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga. I was just so fed up of seeing them. I didn't want to go see the movie too. So he saw this movie and apparently he was so depressed after the end. Which mm-hmm. I know what happens at the end. Because, yes. Because, you know, it's been out for a long time. And he was so upset, he took it really, really hard. Wow. And he was in a very bad place mentally after mm-hmm. seeing that. As an adult, the then 25-year-old Kevin okay. was described as being tall. He was six feet and husky. I'll show you a picture of Kevin mm-hmm. after. With an eclectic style. I use the word eclectic as a kind of middle ground description for him because okay. different websites had different ways of describing him. Okay. But what we're trying to do is paint a picture for you. He was just his own person, Susanna. He had pink hair, blonde hair, tries yeah. different hair colors and, and all of these things. So he was just his own person. He, I'm assuming, was living as an openly gay man okay. because the websites went straight on to talking about his relationships and stuff like that. And, and yes. yes. So I'm going to make the assumption that he's living as an openly gay individual Mm -hmm. and he had many tumultuous relationships with men over the years so his roommate michelle myers the rolling soul article just continues to call her myers for the rest of the article so i'll do that so michelle myers said that kevin only wanted to feel loved as we all do Mm -hmm. um he wanted to feel accepted and loved and that might have explained why he had this routine of going on dating apps hoping to find love yeah this is what people is do this is where love be at but so this is right on the cusp of the pandemic all of this happened right before the world just kind of fell apart okay so because we're in december of 2019 at this point like i said he's seemingly living as an openly gay individual and he had tumultuous relationships and the friend said he was just hoping to find love so he used to routinely go on these dating sites and it was just one of those things where he kept trying to have these like projects and meet these people and basically treat them like projects Mm -hmm. like fixer uppers of sorts and it would i guess take him out of his reality and people do that they get into these kind of self-sabotaging relationships all the time he faced psychological abuse from the men who he dated before so the men who he dated before would try to break him down and berate him which i think had a lot to do with his body image issues which anybody The people that are manipulators, they do know who they can manipulate. Yeah. 
and they're very quick to identify what is it that will make you more vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's family, whether yes. it's finances, yeah. whether it's mm-hmm. uh, physical appearance, mm-hmm. and they will make a point of target that. Generally, Kevin just dated people who took advantage of him. Of course. And what they would do is that they would psychologically abuse him or emotionally yeah. abuse him. The friends believe that that played a huge role in altering how he saw himself. It would make it difficult for someone in general to see themselves as worthy and whole so it's likely kevin was pushed more and more into a depressive state mm-hmm. because of the things that were going on in his personal life yep. so according to myers that's michelle myers remedy the roommate friend he would often intentionally now choose broken men with the intent on saving them so now he had a hero complex because he was in these previously abusive situations mm-hmm. so now he's going out of his way to pick people who you know maybe they would not serve a relationship well but he could like fix them up so despite his personal troubles in 2019 he got a role at the university of michigan flint center for gender and sexuality and he seemed like he was making strides toward creating a career and a mm-hmm. future for himself and that future he actually saw it in chicago of all places so apparently he went on a trip he get a chance to break out go to all the gay bars and, yeah. and all different gay clubs and and just kind of live a little bit and he said he vowed he's like i move into chicago yeah you know because swartz creek the gay options were sorely lacking according okay. to him because it's okay. a small town and you have to imagine if you're living in a small place and you also happen to identify as gay bi transgender that it will be difficult possibly just based on population size yeah to find other people who may be openly living the same life as mm-hmm. you you know mm-hmm. i remember one time one of my friends they were dating someone but that person was in the closet and they couldn't do it they said you know i i don't want to go back there so he, he wanted to move because you know Swartz Creek was sorely lacking mm-hmm. in the department of finding people to share his life with so he planned to go to Chicago but moving is expensive and when he had returned home from his trip from Chicago he struggled financially he was falling into his comfortable habits which was meeting men and you know more fixer uppers mm-hmm. just to kind of distract him from his life situation mm-hmm. and so he decided he was going to use on dating Dating up here is Grinder. You ever heard of Grinder? No. Grinder is basically Tinder, but for people who are gay, bi, transgender. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's alleged that Kevin was not ashamed of his casual relationships. Okay. Like we said, we ain't here to shame or judge nobody. No. If Kevin want to date anybody and have a little relationship, that he business, right? That is your business. Yes. So he had his casual relationships over the years with men. No shame here, and he would often meet men on. Grinder or other dating apps mm-hmm. for dates. And this date that he was about to go on was no different. His plan was to meet up and possibly hook up based upon what we knew about him. He had this strong desire to be loved. Yeah. So if love was in the cards, even better. 
You know, because you never mm-hmm. know. That mm-hmm. date might be the date. So the day was December the 24th. So it's Christmas Eve of 2019. Mm. And like a lot of us, Kevin had family drama. Now, I don't know what it is about this season. It is just bring out the worst in some people. I just don't know why. Like some people, they're just here to have a good time. You want to be happy. It's Christmas time. In Trinidad, even if you're not Christian, the vibe is just nice. You know, for the holidays. Yeah. But some people just cannot behave. They had a family drama. They want to come. They want to, you know, just cause shit. So, cause shit. That's right. Just, just for the sake just of Just for the sake of, mm-hmm. you know, talking shit. Because what we said at the beginning of the episode, don't start no shit, won't be no shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe people should put that on their door instead of welcome. You know, right. Like for the holidays. <laughs> but whatever was happening with his family, he wasn't there for it. He was like, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. So he went back home and he told the roommate friend, I'm going to that dinner, you know. I'm not going to that family dinner because XYZ coming and I ain't trying to talk to them. Fair. That is fair. Do you don't thing. have to put up with anybody's shit. Right. So he Nobody's. decided instead of going to his family dinner, mm-hmm. he was going to go on a date. So okay. how the whole thing played out is apparently he had met his mother and his sister. I believe it's his sister. Uh-huh. Please forgive me if I get that wrong, but I believe it's his sister. He had gone and he met them mm-hmm. and I think he did their hair or he met up with them for some reason. Yeah. And then when he met them is when they told him XYZ come into dinner. And that's when he catch a fresh vex and he say, I'm going to that dinner because I don't want to deal with that person. Yeah. So he decided instead of going to the dinner, he going and go on the date. Little did anyone know that when he left at 5 p.m. that day on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve, on that tw- that would 24th. be the last time anyone would see him alive. I'm calling it Christmas. I don't know if Kevin is a Christian or not, but I'm going to call it Christmas Day. Leave me alone, okay? So when Kevin was on no-show on Christmas morning, everybody knew something was going on because he was supposed to meet them for breakfast, mm-hmm. the whole family. Mm-hmm. So later that same day, Kevin's father, Carl, went to the police station. Like, hey, this is unusual. He was supposed to be here. He didn't come to the dinner last night. Maybe they knew why. Maybe he had told the mother, I ain't coming to the dinner, but I'll see you in the morning. We don't know. But he went to the police station, presumably to report the son missing. They decide they go and look for him. They found the car. When they found his car, oh. parked near to a Dollar General in a shopping plaza, mm-hmm. they found his phone, they found his wallet. Oh. And then the following day, they found his clothes in the back seat only kevin and the car keys were missing they searched the car the first day wallet phone but they found it in the back seat so maybe they didn't come across it maybe it was like underneath one of the front seats oh, or something okay, okay, like okay, that okay, you okay, know okay, okay. i don't i don't know okay you know okay because you have to remember when they find these things they lock it down as a crime scene and they had to get detective out they had to get da, 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 da. and it's the holidays and the yellow tape. it's and now we have to add that it's christmas So we have, you know, we have to presume that this is taking time Mm -hmm. because people will be doing things. Because of the season. Because of the season. Yes. I don't know if that's how it was the reason, but that's my assumption. So where was he? No clothes, no phone, no wallet. This does seem like a robbery. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas time in Michigan, which I believe has snow and winter time. So he not going to be out there naked. Where is he? At this point is when I said, police, y'all had two people for the last mm-hmm. two months before this, October 1st and then November, run away from this man's house. Saying they got chained to a basement. Go and take a look. Just you ask a question. Go and take a little knock on some doors, you know? So they search for three days. 
family, friends, authorities, who apparently didn't know where to look. They all searched. And even people from nearby towns came and searched. People as far as Flint came and searched, which okay. is apparently a nice little distance away. Mm-hmm. And they came and they searched the railroads, the farmlands, you name it. They're mm-hmm. searching, but they have no results. They're doing what they because have to do. In their opinion, yeah. they're like, if he's if he was dead, like from the beginning, straight up, they were like, if he was dead, we'll find him because, you know, he naked, he out here, right? Yeah. Or at, le- at least he's missing the majority of his clothes. Until the police started searching Kevin's phone. When they start searching Kevin's phone, they find the communication between him and his date from Grinder, And they determined that the guy's name was Mark Latunsky. Latunsky. Mm-hmm. I'm calling him Latunsky. I don't know if it's pronounced a different way, but Latunsky. I feel that Mark is the one that we need to hate. Yes. So not much is known about Mark, except the fact that he was once a successful father of four children and he had a master's degree in chemistry. Now I already know he's a genius because chemistry hard as hell. He also had a long history of mental illness. Now you remember we said our cases were similar. This seems to be the mental illness episode Aww. somehow which is unfortunate. Wow. So he had a long history of mental illness and he <laughs> he once tried to sue the city of Ames because he believed the one dollar a month charge for the storm sewers was unconstitutional and now uh, oh, he okay. lost his case. Anyway, Mark was diagnosed as having severe recurrent and chronic depression, anxiety, and paranoid schizophrenia. He had a history of not taking his medication, similar to your case, and he was even fired from a high-paying job because of his behavior, which stemmed from him not taking his medication. And despite his mental health challenges, though, Mm -hmm. he was viewed as highly intelligent. Like, his ex-wife was like, he's smart. And I believe it. Like you just said, yeah. I believe it. So it's unknown if at any point Mark began to identify as gay or bisexual but he did start having these relationships with other men Mm -hmm. he would meet on dating apps the complete nature of those relationships is still unknown like like I said I don't know maybe he never identified mm -hmm. maybe he was just tasting the rainbow whoever taste that rainbow as long as (laughs) it's consensual exactly so the police now know who house he went to right or who he was talking to so the phone had to say that uh, yeah because Mm. They couldn't figure it out from the two reports no. from before because, mm-hmm. like, you have plenty gay people running away in these streets in yeah. Swartz Creek. Let me not be in the police business before they come for me. But they decide I, I like them. they're gonna go check out Mark House uh-huh. because Daddy Mask person you talking to. Mm-hmm. Well, Mark opened the door shirtless in a brown leather kilt, <laughs> right? <laughs> On December the twenty seventh. No, Susanna, <laughs> serious. Probably the only funny part of this. So Mark opened the door unbothered. Susan like unbothered. It's the holidays. It's the Christmas. The most wonderful time. You ain't gonna be happy you sang that when I tell you what happened to oh, Kevin. No, no. Poor Kevin. So they roll up on Mark. Mark Dane he killed Breezing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Living his best life. Breezing. Yeah, I mean yeah, when I killed I doubt he had on underwear. So he's just there, you know, just Did you just say breezing? Yeah, he breezing off he and he killed <laughs> What? I am making an assumption that he had on no underwear. <laughs> I don't think that that's a stretch. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, completely calm. Mark was like, hey, hi guys. Hi. And the police was like, you know, we want to search your house because this guy, he was in contact with you and he is missing. Mm-hmm. Mark let him in the house. Gave mm-hmm. them no warning about what they were about to find. The police were then allowed to come across Kevin's body. Where was Kevin? His lifeless body was found straight strung up in a hidden room in the basement by its ankles. 
Mark, seemingly unfazed, admitted to the murder. Oh, shit. He told the police that Kevin asked for this sexual fantasy. And, of course, the police arrested him. I mean, you really can't have a body hung up in your basement and stay free. So later in court, this is what Mark's gonna say. According to him, Kevin willingly put on blindfolds, earmuffs, ankle restraints, and wrist restraints where they met at the parking lot where they found his car, the uh-huh. Dollar General. Uh-huh. And then he got into Mark's car. Okay was covered up in a blanket and Mark drove him to his house. Mark said he stabbed Kevin in the back of his neck below the hairline and when he wasn't dead, he slit his throat because apparently he didn't want Kevin to suffer. So Mark's plan was to fulfill Kevin's wishes. Mm. By using his bone meal to plant tulips, his intestines to grow chestnuts, and his muscles to make jerky. What the? In fact, he had already ordered a dehydrator for his jerky, and it was on the way. And the postal services and police or whoever intercepted his jerky-making dehydrator, and they were able to confiscate it. By the time the police had gotten to poor Kevin, his body wasn't even intact at that point. Oh, no. Because Mark had already fried and ate his testicles. Fried and ate his testicles. That's not a sentence I ever thought I would say in life. So there's a question everybody asking. When they look into the history of the communication between Mark and Kevin, when they were setting up their date... Mm -hmm. Kevin apparently repeatedly asked him for reassurance that he would be safe. Like, uh, you sure everything's going to be fine? You sure I'll be safe? Not sure what he was saying exactly. Yeah. But apparently Kevin kept asking for reassurance that he would be safe on this date. Okay. Well, it's online dating. It's not, not only online dating, but I guess he knew it was some kink going to be involved. Because if he really did, because we're making an assumption here, yeah. that he really did go there, take off his clothes, put on restraints, climb into the car of the other person prepared for this activity, it still doesn't mean that he wanted to die. Yeah. It doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. However, that's exactly what Mark was claiming. Mark was claiming that Kevin wanted to die. Mark at this point was claiming it was an assisted suicide. Uh, no. Mark claimed Kevin had agreed he would assist in his suicide because you remember Kevin have a history of mental health issues and body image issues yes. and depression himself. So apparently Kevin signed up willingly to be killed and also agreed that Mark could use his body for whatever he wanted after the fact, which is why he cooked and ate his testicles and planned to let him be used for his plants. Apparently, there were like slits in the floor under which Kevin's body was dripping and the blood was draining there to be used to fertilize his plants. So he had a whole plan for Kevin's body after the fact, which included the jerky and the chestnut um, growing and all of these things that he somehow figured out how to do. But the question that came up, even though Mark's point was that he was helping him, he was helping him, was like, why would Kevin ask to be safe if he expected to die yeah why would you send a text message saying oh is this gonna be safe are we gonna Mm -hmm. are we gonna do these things in a safe way why you care about safety if the end goal is to die that just doesn't seem logical 
to mm-hmm. me or the prosecution at this point. So in January 2020, so this mm-hmm. is very recent, an insanity plea was entered on behalf of Mark. Because remember, Mark was also not taking his medication. He was previously diagnosed with having schizophrenia, depression, and anxiety amongst other situations and yeah. other issues. And so the insan- insanity plea was entered on his behalf. And the court said he was not capable of standing trial. Mm-hmm. But then in October of 2020, that decision was overturned. So now he is expected to face a trial. And the family is hoping he gets life in prison. They're not asking for the death penalty. Why not? Well, I don't know. I mean, if, if you... I can't put myself in their minds. But I mean, they had a son who was suffering from mental illness briefly. Um, albeit maybe controlled. Maybe he was taking his medication. Maybe they can reconcile that this person was not in their right mind when they did whatever they did. However, they're asking for a life in prison. He has since entered a not guilty plea. And unfortunately that is where we have to leave the story because at this point he has not been found guilty. No, no. The no. trial seems to but- be ongoing. I just found it so fascinating. Oh, and the actual actor Kevin Bacon mm. did say something I think on his social media or Instagram oh, really? mm-hmm. oh. when um he found out that uh this young man who had his same name mm-hmm. died in such a horrible way you know he had his condolences on his social media about it and that's very sweet yeah it was I think that's nice of him to do but the friends are asking why the police didn't do more and I think the family also want to know because in their opinion it's like his life could have been saved if maybe the police police had taken some action back when um the two men were found running away from the house but trying to look at um everybody's point of view mm-hmm. the police is now i don't want to put my nose here fuck do i go now do i not go oh you think they're second guessing yes mm. yes mm. and i'm not trying to be like oh you poly uh, sorry poly. no but i mean they can't to be fair to them i agree but they, they can't they, storm uh, into the man house and be like no what but, are you doing in but, here but chanel it takes what I keep on saying it takes a little bit of interest mm-hmm. in a position of, of authority authority mm-hmm. And this being happening, you have the excuse to be like, we have had these reports, so-and-so. And it seems what suspicious. What have you seen? Yes, and it what seems What have suspicious. you seen? Why? But it takes interest. Mm-hmm. It takes empathy. It takes even professionalism uh-huh. <laughs> to go ahead and do this. Everybody can agree. The story of two men running out of a house, confused, not knowing where they were. And they were brought back. Right. To the place. So I did have... Well, no. One guy, he went back. Yeah, the, the first one. First sorry. One. Yes. But I do have a follow-up on that. And mm-hmm. I believe he has since sued or there was litigation. So the first guy, mm-hmm. that first guy was identified, I believe, as James Carlson. And it turns out he didn't just, like what the first article said, which was that they met up at this bus stop and it was like a meet cute. It wasn't like that. It was like he went there with the intention. He traveled from New York to Michigan with the intention of hooking up with Mark Latinsky. Then Latinsky kept him prisoner in his house and he was able to cut himself free. And then later on is when he went and he murdered and dismembered Kevin Bacon. Where did you draw the 
line when you're having this person mm-hmm. that's mentally ill and cause so much pain into the victim and the families. I think even if you have a mental health issue, and we agree every people have mental health issues, I think it does take planning to get on an app, make a date, and have somebody who have a discussion with somebody where I the person says... I do hope that the, the, um, the lawyers, uh-huh. the, uh, the other... Prosecution? The prosecution uh-huh. says... You know what? Uses this argument. You know, like you wanted to do it. It's yeah. not like you snapped yeah, he did. out of nowhere he did. and then you. But this, took... is, this is that's my point. That's mm-hmm. my point is that it takes some sort of cognitive reasoning to have a discussion. Yeah. To make a date with somebody, have the person discuss with you the yeah. plan for the date, have you say to them, "No, you'll be safe." You're luring them in at that point. Yeah. That's that's my of argument. Course. Because I'm like, yeah, I agree. He does have a mental health issue. If he's been diagnosed and he's been going off of his treatment, ex-wife says the man is intelligent. And I'm saying it's not that he doesn't need help for his condition. He 100% needs his help. Yeah, but, but what you I, don't get a pass. Exactly. You that's, do not get a so pass. I just don't know how... how culpable they will find him in the justice system but i think they should really look at the conversation between kevin and this guy because i don't think it was a matter of oh i couldn't help myself i i did it because you were luring people there and maybe he just didn't get the chance to kill the other two yeah they got away before he he could have his his moment you know or as we always says when they're repetitive cases Mm -hmm. I've gone this far not being caught. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe A nobody... little bit more. Mm-hmm. What's going to hurt? True, like maybe the two people who got away and the police never showed up at his door. Yeah. He was like, nobody seems to care about these guys. Maybe I should just go ahead. Yeah. That's also a possibility, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. So when I was doing this, I was like, Susanna is going to freak out. And she yeah, says, I'm not denying that mental health is not a problem. I'm not denying that it's not ex- non-existent. But I feel, and I know people are going to come for me, but I feel that that becomes an excuse for so many shit. Well, that, that kind of depends. A- and this is a very heavy statement, but I kind of depends on the color you are. Of course. Because it's no longer relevant once you are a minority. Your mental health status is mm. less of a concern consistently. And we're just going based upon statistics at this point. It's not how we feel. This is facts. You just find find the internet and it will show you that, you know, whenever anybody who has any kind of tinge is found in a situation where a crime is committed, their mental health is not taken into consideration the same way it is in other cases of course of course you just don't get pow pow at 14 for stealing a car a pow pow is not being shot by the way pow pow is that like a little reprimand (laughs) i just no. when you pow pow sounds like bullets oh like pow pow (laughs) what's the pew pew (laughs) pew pew is also guns (laughs) pew pew is also guns i don't know I know this is the reality of it. So right now, we're awaiting to see what kind of sentence, if any, Mark gets because he pled not guilty, I'm assuming, by reasons of insanity. Here's my problem with the jail. When you have somebody with a known mental health issue and you Uh put them in jail, are they going to get the help for that mental health issue? Are they now just a sick person in jail? But they... that depends of the state. That depends of the government. Yeah, but that's so that's just my question. My question is, should people who have mental health issues 
ever really go to prison. Like if you have a documented mental health issue and, and, and it's a genuine, we're not talking about the shade of gray case we have here where we don't really know if he lured the person there. That's for the courts to decide. We don't yeah. have that answer. We're talking about a different case, mm-hmm. like where it's cut and dry that the person had a psychotic break and committed a crime. Sometimes those people end up in prison instead of ending up in a psychiatric facility. So my thing is, I think that it's worse when somebody who has a real mental health issue mm-hmm. ends up in jail because instead of getting any help that they need, now they're just trapped in jail. So that's just my whole point. This is another case that we're going to have to keep tabs on. We have like three now. We wanted to see what had happened with, um, remember Jessica's? We're supposed to check on one of the Jessica's. Hold down. Which one was that? The second Jessica. The, the drink Jessica. Jessica friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were uh-huh. supposed to check on her because she was supposed to get out. Yeah. And um, I feel like I had other people we were supposed to check on. Look at us. We're just dropping the ball all over the place. Or just me, really. Uh, and you keep on making promises. I'm just I know. You I do keep, it. you know what, do what? Just don't hold me to anything. <laughs> yeah. I obviously don't know <laughs> shit. Would <laughs> <laughs> you keep on making promises? I was I like, I don't I'm know like, why. Ah. I think I might just be a politician deep inside. Like, you know what politicians think? are like? For the people, I'll do this. I'll do this, you know? Yes. I might just be that kind of dick on the inside. Because why do I keep telling people I'm going to do shit that I'm not going to do? identified yourself onto a not dick, but deep inside you are a dick. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe, maybe somewhere deep inside. No, I don't think you're a dick. Well, uh, why do I keep telling people I'm gonna do shit I don't plan to do? Like I just you're don't hopeful, have any plans to but do. But you're it. hopeful. I live in hope. You're right. That one day I'll get my shit together. Every day I aspire to be a better version of exactly. myself, and I feel myself daily. But that's not you being a dick. You don't think it's a dickly thing. What's a dickly thing? <laughs> I don't know. It's a word I made up. Okay. You think it's a dickly thing to tell yourself or somebody else you're going to come through with something and then repeatedly not do it? Shit, that's happened. I'm consistently inconsistent and you're just going to have to learn to accept that. Maybe one day I'll surprise everybody with like a, this is just a follow up on all the cases and that'll be my case for the day. Would you, would you keep on, no, that's another you keep on digging. <laughs> Shit, I'm trying to get you out of here, man. <laughs> Honestly, you know what? I'm gonna wrap this shit up because you keep on you keep on digging. I said, don't make no promises. Don't make no promises. It's another promise that I probably will not keep. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) This is my new promise. I shall not make any more promises. You see, you keep on promising. (laughs) So we promise nothing. (laughs) Please. Go to the sources link on our Instagram at Criminally Clueless or on our website at criminallyclueless.com to get the real tea. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave us a like or a review so we can dominate those ratings. Hey, we might be clueless, but that's not a crime. See you next week. <laughs>